Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour. Driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition. It's Rosie on the House. And a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all. Welcome. It's the Arizona Hour of Rosie on the House. It's the 7 o'clock hour, the first of our four-hour broadcast. It's a brand-new month, so we've got a brand-new staycation. It's funny the way things turned out, because if I was to tell you we were sending someone to Goodwin City or Audubon or Aslan, you know, none of those have the same punch as Prescott. I'm glad they finally decided on Prescott for the name of that city. Wasn't he like a professor at a university, like back in the Midwest or something? He wrote The History of the Conquest of Mexico. So he obviously had some okay. pretty pretty good form of education. But um, we've only got so much uh, history we're going to fit in this broadcast because we have two great guests joining us this Saturday. We've got Robert Steve, editor of the Arizona Highway Magazine, and Michelle Thompson, director of communication for Arizona State Parks. And instead of us spending a lot of time sharing history this Saturday, we thought, well, for our, our local intros and outs, Let's get y'all's personal experiences and memories of, of Prescott area. Well, good morning. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's always great to be on this show. Um, you know, Prescott, there's a lot of, uh, of things to do up there. You know, certainly with Arizona highways, we focus a little more on the the outdoors things and so you know for me personally the the hiking and things up there are the so, you know one of the highlights uh not too long ago did a hike in the wolf creek area up there which is a you know little known spot i think you know even among folks in prescott i i was up there expecting i, I was there on a saturday uh fully expecting to be uh crowded out by a lot of the locals and um it was a beautiful uh, Saturday afternoon, and, and there weren't a lot of people out there. But, you know, hiking is uh, certainly one of the highlights. Um, Hasayampa Inn, um, one of the, you know, great old hotels in our state. So, you know, if you're lucky enough to be able to sort of go out hiking during the daytime and hit the hotel at night, it's, it's a pretty good recipe for a great experience in Prescott. And I believe that's the oldest operating elevator in the state, if I remember correctly. I don't know about that, but I'll tell you what, it's a great, uh, it's a great elevator. I remember taking my mother up there many years ago, and, and that's, I think, the only thing she remembers about that, that experience. <laughs> but uh, it's a memorable, and you kind of have to see it to, to really understand it. It's a trip back in time. And you got the peacock room there for dinner if you get hungry. Mm -hmm. Michelle, how about you? Any special memories of Prescott or things to do? Well, the worst part about Prescott is that we don't have a state park there. But, um, no, Prescott's a wonderful place. It's one of my favorite places to take out-of-town guests. And, you know, they've got some great art galleries. They've got some great shopping. I personally enjoy the fact that there are always so many dogs walking around the town and enjoying the courthouse. So that's that's one of our favorite weekend escapes up there. Dan, what's your favorite memories about Prescott? Well, there's two that really stand out. I spent the 1976 July 4th celebration out at the Embry-Riddle landing strip where they had the city firework celebration for the 200th year anniversary of uh, America. And then, of course, that's the first place Jennifer tackled me and kissed me (laughs) at the city square. Well, that must be the, uh, that's the secret recipe then, isn't it? Goodness. Yeah, what a great time to be in Prescott. I mean, on the the, bis- the oh, bicentennial, man. we remember all the lead up to that with the bicentennial minute every night on television, and 
uh, to be in, you know, one of our historic cities, you know, with that old time town square. Yeah. As it relates to Arizona, I mean, it's such a unique city. I mean, it's it was modeled after towns in the Midwest because it was founded by Midwesterners, and you've got that town square in that place. When we had you on about this time last year, you finally completed the description I kept trying to use to describe Prescott. It's you know, today we've got the the Christmas parade starts mm-hmm. at one. Then the courthouse lighting starts at six. They sing the carol, the Victorian style. It's it's a Norman Rockwell setting in Arizona. Yes, it really is. It's uh, in like so many places in Arizona. It's a place you can visit and experience and enjoy uh, all year round. You know, it's it's wonderful in the summertime. You get a little break from the heat if you live live here in the valley and. You know, it's the official, you know, Christmas city there for, for Arizonans up there this time of year. Not even 730. No matter where you are in Arizona, you could get here by the start of the parade at 1. Yeah, and I would encourage everyone to do so. And we brought Robert in to let him just stand <laughs> on a soapbox and uh, brag a bit. Arizona Highways Magazine is recognized for excellence. Now, we all know that. But at the International Regional Magazine Association Conference, Arizona Highways walks away not three, four, or five awards. You walk away with 17. They must hate seeing (laughs) all the other regional publications must hate seeing y'all show up. We know what it, we knew what it felt like to be Meryl Streep for one night. You oh, know, it was uh, you know we're uh, you know we're humbled by by that. You know, I think it's a, a testament to the things that you've talked about with me on this show for for so many years. Rosie is just it's a magazine that has this this tremendous long history. You know, as an editor, you know I'm fortunate to be surrounded by not only a great staff, and I have the best staff. Um, but we have all the best contributors, you know, available to us, too, in terms of photographers and writers. And, and you know, you put all that together, and, and once in a while you get lucky and win a few awards. Now, Robert, I have told you this several times. I get probably 12 magazine subscriptions. And I like them all in print in my hand, not, on the, not looking at it on a computer screen. And they've all got the editor's letter. Mm-hmm. I never read any of them yeah. for years. Who knew there was an award for writing an editor's letter? What is that about? Well, I think they were desperate. They were trying to, you know, make us feel good or something. But, well, thank you for, yeah, you and my mom. I've, I think that's how I've told you before. You know, it's good to have, have Rosie and the mom who can uh, read the column. But, uh, it's yeah, it's something that, you know, we try to personalize the magazine. You know, we we – we go into, you know, the homes of families in 120 countries around the world and all 50 states. And, you know, what I try to do in that column is is not talk about me, but sometimes give behind the scenes oh, yeah. looks at, at what it's like to to be a part of a magazine. You know, next year in uh, 2020, we turn 95. So, That's awesome. you know, we're not quite as old as the state, uh, but, you know, we're right up there. Well, you do a great job for me as a as a consumer just kind of teasing what's in that magazine yeah you know and that issue yeah and i will tell you i mean it's it's sometimes it's a bit challenging too you know it's like boy you know we're doing another issue about the grand canyon what can i (laughs) what can i say that hasn't been said by all the the editors who came before i'm only the 10th editor by the way in, in in that long long span but but then something will come out of the blue or you'll stumble upon something in the archive and i'll be like boy that's an interesting story and i'll start digging into it and 
you'll get a backstory that even people on our staff who, who've been there a long time are like, boy, I had no idea about that. And we know, like you, uh, we have a lot of subscribers who've been with us for a very long time. And uh, uh, by the way, grateful to, to each and every one of them because, as you know, the magazine's not you know, loaded up with ads. We're pretty dependent on, on our subscriptions, and uh, so uh, we're well, grateful. There is a part of me as an old-time Arizona resident that – Resents the magazine going out to anybody else besides me. <laughs> well, we could arrange that. You would, we would have to raise your subscription price a little, but we can make that happen. But but I do share it exhaustively with clients that are just winter residents. They get subscriptions. A lot of cousins mm-hmm. back east get subscriptions. It was just easier to share it with them when we had a, city, a state of 2 million people. Yes. Now that we're at 7 million people, I mean— some of these award-winning articles were about some of my more, most favorite secret spots in yeah. the whole state. Yeah, we get that a lot too. I you bet know, you do. We, uh, we, it's a fine line we walk. You know, I mean, our mission is to promote travel in the state, and you know, there are so many great places and things like you know the state parks. We'll hear more about that this morning. But you know, those are on a map and on a website, and those aren't secret. Um, but then there's these hidden gems out there too, and. You know, our, our sort of guideline is if it's on the National Forest website or the State Parks website or BLM, we figure it's we're not really, you know, you know, telling where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. You yeah, know, okay. it's it's sort of a, a fair game for us. But that being said, we're always extremely careful. And I've encountered this myself personally, where I'll be out hiking and I'll stumble upon ancient ruins and things that aren't on a map. Um, and so we're careful to never point those places out because they, in our opinion, should just be left alone because inevitably somebody's going to come along and, and vandalize things or something. Yeah. So, yeah, we get the letters, but then on the flip side, you know, it gets people off the couch, yeah, too, you amen. know, which is, uh, is such, we live in such a great state and there's so much to see. Well, y'all got awards for historic writing. You got awards for nature and environment writing. You got awards for travel features, general features, for personal profiles in mm-hmm. particular on Barry Goldwater. Uh, you got winning in photo series. Uh, I don't even know who could compete with y'all on <laughs> photos. I mean, they might as well just fold their cameras <laughs> up and tripods and go home. But Michelle, one of the articles was about a history event, and it's the Copper City Classic at the Bisbee Warren Ballpark. Now, if someone were going down to experience that annual event, how many state parks are located down in the southeast? Oh, we have a lot of state parks down in the southern part of the state. And actually, also, our Fort Verde team played in that in that game down in, in Bisbee. So we had a vintage Fort Verde baseball team competing down there during those games. So it was if you we do have an annual game played up in Fort Verde State Historic Park, but you can visit Patagonia Lake State Park. That's a wonderful park to visit. And even though it's not secret, I still think a lot of people are startled to find that lush green lake right in the middle of of where you can camp and hike and fish and we have really great camping cabins there um historically we have two back presidio and also tombstone state historic park down in the southern part of the state where you can Boy. learn about arizona and i tell you michelle two back i think i it's hard for me to name a favorite but when you really want to touch ancient european history in arizona 
It's the Tubac Presidio State Park. Yeah, they have really good exhibits. Back with Michelle and Robert right after this. Cruise it through the Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford and Rosie on the house. Time for our true or false trivia question for our State of Arizona State Park passes. And, Michelle, you brought us new passes. We're no longer giving out the ones that expire at the end of this year. These are good all the way through 2021. Yeah, we want to make sure you guys can get out the full year next year and enjoy the parks any time of year. But these are two-year passes. 2021. It's just, it's the second day of January in 2021 because we always do first day hikes on January 1st. So we want people to be able to go out. Um, I guess if they win today, they can go out this January 1st and then they can try to win again and go out on uh, 2021 January 1st as well. You got to pay attention to the first First month and date on that. First numbers. Not just a year. (laughs) All right. So here it is. The courthouse square of Prescott is made up of four streets. The north and south streets that travel east and west are Gurley and Goodwin, named after prominent uh, men that helped establish Prescott. The north and south on the east and west side of the courthouse are named after uh, ancient civilizations, Montezuma and Cortez, men from hundreds of years ago. One of those is nicknamed Whiskey Row, where it got uh, nicknamed from just a row of whiskey bars that uh, famously burned down. It Probably everyone's heard that story. So here it is, true or false. The street that's named Whiskey Row on Courthouse Square is Cortez. If that's true, text TRUE to 411923. If it's false, text FALSE. And we'll pick a random right winner at the end of this programming segment. Now, in the rest of this segment, we want to talk about the road trip from, was it? Well, it, it actually it began May's in Phoenix. 2018 Yeah, edition? you know, it, it was a uh, it was a story that we first did back in 1960, and it was interesting because the roads were different back then. And you know, I spent a lot of time in in the archive just looking through old old stories. And um, you know, we had a writer, uh, uh, Joyce Rockwood Munch, who was married to Yosef Munch, who was one of our iconic photographers. But she was as good at writing as he was at photography. And she wrote this beautiful first person story about taking this. And I think their trip. Her trip was, I don't know, 14 days or something. And uh, so when I reached out to our writer, he says, I'm not sure I can give you 14 days, but I can. I think I can make that circuit in, in about a week. So uh, we sort of adjusted the, the route a little bit. But, uh, you know, and, and when you look at that story, it really just gives you a great indication of the diversity of the, the geography in our state. It was, you know, it kind of, you know, essentially circled the, the outside part of the state. And, you know, we got to a couple points where we were like, oh, boy, how are we going to squeeze, you know, globe in here or whatever it might be. And we, we did miss a few spots, but we, uh, I think, hit, hit the, the, the main highlights. What's your favorite part of that stretch? I mean, no, that's probably like asking what's your favorite kid. Exactly. Um, Sophie's Choice. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it gets metal. I mean, it, it's got to be. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I, you know, um, I, I, I definitely love it up there. And I, I go back and forth. I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, if, if I here's how I answer it, Romy. If I if I were flying out of Arizona tomorrow and I was never coming back, I think I'd want to spend my last day up on the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. Um, you know, Hannigan Meadows is spectacular, but even on the North Rim, you get that high alpine forest similar to what you have over in Hannigan Meadow. But then, of course, you know, one of the seven natural wonders of the world right out there, too. But, you know, I mean, and we were talking, you know, it, during the break about 
uh, the southern part of the state and the grasslands down south and, uh, you know, all the beautiful, you know, Sonoida area and everything else down there. So, I mean, it's it's just, you know, you can go anywhere in the state and, and get history. You can get culture. You can get, you know, all the beautiful scenery and and just find a great, you know, and a lot of great food to eat along the way. Yeah, that North Rim is really spectacular. It takes forever to finally get back to the rim. You got to go all the way up to Lee's Ferry, come mm-hmm. around the Vermilion Cliffs, hit Jacobs Lake, and then even from Jacobs Lake, just just stop and stretch, even if you don't need gas, because you're still an hour to get back to the rim. <laughs> well, right, and you know the good thing is that the Jacob Lake Inn has some of the best cookies around, so you know you can go in there, you know, and you're on vacation, so you don't care about eating. And cookies. you're going to do a lot of walking yeah, when you, you get to the rim. Walk it all off, you know, and 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 it's and it's you know it's a national scenic byway that stretch coming down from Jacob Lake down to the to the park down there, and uh, so you know even though it, it takes you a bit to get down there, it's it's arguably one of the most beautiful drives in our state we have a annual summer camping trip i take all the kids on and Mm -hmm. we did the north rim this time we didn't come down to the rim we stayed up in the pine forest sure after we left flagstaff you're coming out of the forest and you've got you know the the very bare land with Mm -hmm. no trees for miles and miles it's very beautiful rock and very beautiful landscape formations but they thought for about two hours there from Flagstaff <laughs> to Jacobs Lake that I was pulling a trick on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so magical. You know, you come up out of the, the beyond the Vermilion Cliffs there and you make that those switchbacks and then you finally, you know, you're into this high forest up there at Jacob Lake. And uh, and again, it's uh, it's you, whether you stop there or continue down. And then there's a lot of great forest roads, you know, in a lot of different directions. You can get over what's called the East Rim of the Grand Canyon, where very few people go. And then the other direction, it's called the Rainbow Rim, um, which, which we've done some hikes on that area. And it's a uh, really, you know, it's, it's, you can find solitude at the canyon, which is always amazing to me. And we've got uh, a partnership with Arizona State Parks and Arizona Highways that we'll talk about a little bit later. I saw the press release a while ago and thought, you know what, I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to ask Robert and Michelle about it when we have them on in December because we've had you on the calendar for a while. So we'll talk about the new partnership between Arizona Highways and Arizona State Parks. And Arizona Highways is... a part of ADOT? Is it yes, a subsidiary you know, of ADOT? Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're part of ADOT. Most people don't understand that, and uh, I could explain it, but, you know. Who cares? But the answer is yes. It's a, the answer <laughs> is true. To the magazine. <laughs> and the answer to today's true or false trivia question is false. Mm. Montezuma is nicknamed Whiskey Row. Oh. Tuned up and rolling. It's the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Now, as beautiful as the buildings and scenery around the streets of Prescott Courthouse Square are, you wouldn't know unless you were really paying attention looking. There's a lot of tunnels underground here. There's actually even a book by Patricia Ireland Williams called Underground Prescott. It's a historic review about the catcombs, tunnels, speakeasies, opium dens, and bordellos in the early Prescott years. Most of those are abandoned, and there's some places like on the corner by St. Michael's, you can just see this staircase that leads into nothing is the old remnants. And I understand most of those are caved in, and there are some people that will do tours uh, through Haunted Prescott. And, but 
they all tell you the same thing. You really don't get to see a lot because they're really just all kind of caved in over the years. Yeah, see, just when you thought you couldn't learn something else about Prescott listening to this show, you know, there's there it is right there. <laughs> so, Michelle, tell me about this new partnership between Arizona State Parks and Arizona Highways. Yeah, it's actually been going on for about a year. And every time you buy a state parks pass, so these are the passes that get you in year-round into any of our parks, then you get a year-long subscription to Arizona Highways magazine. So it's Christmas time. It's the season when everyone's looking for a gift. If you have an outdoor lover, then get a state parks pass for that person, and they'll get an automatic subscription to this Arizona Highways magazine. And it's we've heard from so many of our customers saying how amazing it is to just get that subscription. And we've also heard from people saying, I'm going to go get a pass and then get that subscription. And then they get to read about it. Then they get to experience it. They get to see the not secret places along with the secret places. (laughs) But it's just a really good partnership for us. I know it's been really beneficial for the state parks and just being able to kind of combine to get people out to explore Arizona is so important. And this doesn't work all the time and for everyone's schedule, but if you want to go anywhere that's not secret and you want it secret, you you pick a day during the week to go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can find just about anywhere you want in Arizona. There'll be no lines, no crowds, well, no, that, no that, traffic. That's what we say, too. In the summertime, you know, you you might go to a a more local lake, but then you're going to wait a really long time to get in there. And you could spend that time, drive a little bit further and go to one of the state parks and, you know, Lyman Lake, Full Hollow Lake up in the White Mountains, head down to Patagonia Lake or even go out to the West Coast and get on the Colorado River. We've got a lot of different places for people to explore where there aren't as long of lines. Yeah, from Yuma up to Lake Havasu, there's seven state parks. You just do a state park river marathon. Now, could I float the river from one state park to the next? (laughs) If you were really brave, yeah. (laughs) Get out in Yuma. And take a lot of sunscreen. Yeah, Yeah, and actually Buckskin Mountain State Park up in Parker, people just don't realize it's there. And it's, it's a quieter, calmer lake. You think Lake Havasu, and you think of all the spring breakers, but... There's some really good stuff going on at Buckskin Mountain and River Island. There's fishing. They have really good hiking trails. And it's it's a calm, low-key kind of river vibe there. Roger Naylor featured Buckskin as his pick of the river state parks. Roger Naylor's favorite trail, he said, is out at Buckskin Mountain. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a place where you wouldn't expect to have those really good trails, but there are, and, and it's a really good place to explore. Now, you said the subscription, you know, you buy a state park pass for a year and you get the Arizona Highway subscriptions about a year, but the press release only came out about within the last six or eight weeks. Well, that was because we got uh, an award for the partnership, Um, but we actually had been promoting it in our park stores and at all of our um, park visitor centers for, uh, I think we started in June 2018. Excuse me, Robert, but here we are talking about all the awards and awards and awards and awards. You know, (laughs) uh, we brought Robert in, the editor of Arizona Highways, to talk about the 17 awards they won this year. Now... At this annual convention of regional publications, it's the fifth year in a row y'all have won 16 or more. (laughs) And then, to top that off, Michelle, 
Arizona State Parks wins what? We got the gold medal for best managed state park system in the nation. I mean, it, it's Arizona all over the place. Number one, number one, number one. And on, on one of those unfortunate number ones is the inbound, the fastest growing county. <laughs> We're doing too good of a job here, guys. We need to tone it back a little. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, it's and whether it's in the state parks or any of the other places in Arizona, I mean, there's so much worldwide recognition. You know, we have so many landmarks in our state that are you know, recognizable because they've been in, you know, we go up to Sedona where we have great state park, you know, it's, you know, these, these red rocks or, you know, anywhere else. I mean, it, obviously the Grand Canyon. So, you know, it's a destination. It's not just a place people hit on their way to somewhere else. I mean, we have people coming from all over and then of course they get here and think hmm, maybe I ought to stick around. And, and then they find out what we already know, which is that it's a, such a beautiful state. We're talking about all the awards Arizona highways won for the publications of their 2018 year. And I tell you what, if you only could go back and order one of those, I would tell you Rosie's personal favorite would be October because it gives you narrative and directional maps to 13 of Arizona's most deserted places, <laughs> ghost towns. Yes. And, and just as a family connection, the original article uh, dated 1960, was illustrated by one of my parents' best friends, Larry Toshik. Oh, right. Well, yeah, Larry uh, was a longtime contributor to the magazine. Incredible and he was artist. Incredible artist. Uh, you know, we used to hire him to do layout design, too, back in the in the early days. A kid who grew up in Milwaukee and realized he could, could draw and paint, and, and he's a huge part of our our history and yeah the, the map you're referring to rosie is this great old map from the 60s which we resurrected i will say and take this opportunity to do a shameless plug but um we have we we are i think it may be the single most popular book we've ever done is our ghost town books and i a book and i think it's i think there have been 20 some editions of that thing that have come out uh as and, well it should be and, and 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 so we've just done a new edition of it you know, a lot of these ghost towns, you, people get there and there's no trespassing signs for, for whatever reasons. A lot of them are on private land and things. So we've actually got a much more user-friendly uh, book version coming out, which is uh, laid out uh, similar to what we did in the magazine. So, you know, just another excuse to, to go out and explore our state. And certainly there are a lot of state parks uh, in and around a lot of these uh, great old ghost towns. Well, and we've got Jerome. Mm -hmm. Jerome uh, State Historic Park right in one of the ghost towns, which finally I get to chime in and... and <laughs> <laughs> have something that's on one of your lists. Jerome is an amazing place. It has the whole history of the mining in that city and, and how it was a booming mining town and it went down to like three, population three. We've got the museum there in the, the Douglas Mansion. And then when you're done exploring the state park, you just head up the hill and then you can explore Jerome and it's, it's a fabulous town. It's one of my favorite places to go. So the ghost towns, if you want to know where Cleeter, Congress, Cortland, Dos Cabezas, Gleason, Harshaw, Humboldt, Pierce, Ruby, and others. Towns you've never heard of. Towns you're not going to be able to go and get one of the famous meals Robert or Roger Naylor has sampled all over the state. Bring your own ham sandwich. Bring your own Gatorade and water. But the book, yeah. Ghost Town Guides, 
of Arizona. Yeah, it's a you know it it's always been popular, and we expect this new addition to be just as as popular. But you know, it's a unique state with a lot of those kinds of destinations, and uh, it's just another. You know, we we sort of end up doing stories and books just about we try to find any kind of excuse to get in the car and go see. So sure. you know, if we do a story and you know about the best sandwiches, it's really just a different way of telling people go down this road, yeah, and yeah. go down that yeah, road, absolutely. and ghost towns are sort of the the same thing. Now. I was caught by surprise, it is shame on Rosie, but the photographer of the year that won the Bronze Award, mm-hmm. a young man by the name of Joel Hazelton. That's correct. Uh, a new name in the pages of Arizona Highways. Yeah, you know, we're, we're fortunate. You know, there was this, this thing called Digital that came out um, <laughs> a few years ago, and and you know what's what's happened with that is it's it's made photography more accessible uh, to a lot of new photographers, and um, Joel is one of them. And you know the the old days when you had to buy film and process film, it was it was costly, and and the equipment's still uh, costly today. But it's it's really sort of opened it up to a lot of of new photographers. And you know, and and what's good about this is a lot of these uh, photographers are in their twenties, so they've got good healthy knees, you know, and they can go back and. <laughs> <laughs> they can throw a backpack on, you know, some of our old timers, you know, we, we call it drive-by shootings, you know, it's like they just, they drive up, roll down the window and, and make their photograph. Um, but, the, you know, we've got this whole new crop that, that has come up and, and they're getting to places. And, you know, again, a magazine that's, that's pushing 100 uh, for us to see photographs of places fresh. that we, things that we haven't seen before, it, it takes a lot to impress our photo editor. And, uh, and Joel's one of those, those photographers who does that. One of the articles that particularly caught my interest was actually one you wrote and won an award for. Uh, it was the uh, gentleman in Sedona who could take care of himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, boy, talk. You know, they, they make these television shows about these these guys that, that you know, they're survivalists, right? Who is, can, whoever. You know, right, yeah. and they can go live off of you know, eating cactus or whatever, but this guy was the real deal and uh, lives up in Sedona and does some teaching up there. And, you know, he's a search and rescue guy and uh, just uh, a really remarkable, uh, you know, impressive. I mean, we should all aspire to be that that self-sufficient. Well, we're going to have to leverage our relationship to see if I can track him down. I'd, lo- <laughs> I'd love to have him on the show. Well, we can make that happen, I think. And on the way up to Sedona, again, Lots an, of, an area loaded with state parks. Lots of great state parks. Uh, you could start at Dead Horse Ranch in Cottonwood and then head up north to Red Rock in Sedona and Slide Rock. And if ever if you if you don't like going to Slide Rock in the summer because it's busy and it just has a lot of people there and you have to wait to get in, go right now. We mm. have fall colors there. It's deer that'll come out and watch you have a picnic. This is the best time of year. This is the only time of year we really like to talk about Slide Rock State Park because so many people know about it in the summer. But this is the best time of year to go up there and just see what it has. And uh, when you're coming back down, you can visit Fort Verde State Historic Park and then swing by Jerome that I mentioned earlier, too. Now, Michelle, when I hit Fort Verde, there's another little secret y'all have when you're trying to open. When will we see that one? It I'm is, dying to see that one. It's going to be a little while. I'm sorry. You're going to have to have patience. Okay. But um, we are actually going to go back to the drawing board with the master plan. 
And then we are going to go to the community and say, what do you really want to see out here? We're looking at, at something like um, river access. Everyone wants to go kayaking. Sure. We're looking at primitive camping. Um, I'm sorry, primitive picnicking and maybe in the future camping. But right now we're looking at Rockin' River Ranch State Park as a day use park. And we're going to be going out to the community for feedback really soon. Well, I would think that'd be pretty important because where it's located, people have had to save a long time, a good amount of money to get a piece of river front frontage yeah. that they thought was going to be secluded. <laughs> and, then, and then State Parks moves in, Rockin' River campground. Well, we, we bought it 10 years ago. So we're, it we've, been it's been 10 years. Yeah. So we've been, we've been looking for just the right way to develop this because it is beautiful, beautiful property. And it's right there kind of in the heart of everything. And we don't want to do it in a way that the community doesn't appreciate. So we really want to work with the community to make something that everyone can enjoy. Michelle Thompson, the communications director for Arizona State Parks and Trails. And Trails. Right. And Robert Steve, editor of award-winning Arizona Highways and State Parks and Trails award winner too. We're here in the studio overloaded with award winners here at Rosie on the House. Tuned up and rolling. It's the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Down to the final segment of our Arizona Hour, and I feel like we've hardly even touched the surface of the potential of, of, of Arizona, but that's why we do it every Saturday. And uh, we're, we've got uh, the Prescott as our featured staycation destination this week, and the Courthouse Square has kind of been the highlight today. The Christmas parade will be going around, and it starts at 1. It usually hits the Courthouse Square close to 2. 6 o'clock tonight, they'll do the read the Christmas story and light the Courthouse Square. There's two equestrian uh, statues in the Courthouse Square. There's a lot more statues, but two of them feature horses. One is an unnamed cowboy on the south side, just uh, an overlooking the train you you you're picturing he's sitting over the top of a mountain gazing the horizon and picking out his travel path to or or maybe he's just sitting there watching his cows graze below on the north side it's bucky o'neill now the interesting thing about the these statues is they were made by the same man salone borgalum you may not have heard of him before and you probably never heard of his brother guzitan no, no, I haven't heard of him either. But he designed Mount Rushmore. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. <laughs> you know, how, how, do you, how do you grow up in that family, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, what do you think the black sheep ended up doing? <laughs> I know, impressive. But, yeah, the statues, the square, the lighting uh, tonight, everything is just, uh, you know, reaching out and inviting us to come and visit Prescott. And if you're on your way up to Prescott, hit a newsstand and grab December's edition of Arizona Highways. It's out now and just full of great snow pictures. We do get snow. Yeah, you know, you know, we, we sort of look at it as our, our our personal mission to dispel the stereotypes about Arizona. You know, people think it's nothing but sand and scorpions and snakes and uh, and there are no seasons in Arizona. And, you know, we were fortunate to have a couple of good snowstorms in uh early uh, 2019 and and of course we had a lot of photographers out with their cameras and so uh, you know our, our December issue always has a fair amount of snow in it anyway but uh, we made sure that uh, it was snow from cover to cover this year. It's a beautiful magazine and when I got it delivered at home back in November I had a house full of grandkids and it was a little loud 
a little rambunctious. <laughs> and it was still a little warm in the valley. Yeah. So I took the magazine, went out to my car, started the car, turned the air conditioning on, <laughs> and my seat warmers, and sat there and read the magazine. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we're working on that issue in, you know, in August and September or something, right? And it's still 110 here in the Valley. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting issue. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an issue that forever has been a, a sort of a marquee issue for the magazine. Every year it's just always been a, you know, sort of the great cap to the end of a, what we always think is a good year. And uh, so trying to measure up from one year to the next is always a challenge. But I, I think the snow helped us this time around. Robert Steve, editor of Arizona Highways Magazine, helps connect people visually with Arizona. And Michelle Thompson, Arizona State Parks, help you all connect physically, experience it in person. Absolutely. Yeah, get out there and explore. This is a perfect time of year in Arizona. And y'all's headquarters is on I-17. Are you open on Saturdays? We are not open on Saturday at that location, but our parks are all open 24-7, so you can visit any one of them any day of the week. And y'all have a great shop there on that is, if you happen to be by during business hours, Yeah, all your state parks books and hats and shirts. And yeah, we have the new Roger Naylor book there. We have uh, passes that you can buy so you can get your subscription to Arizona Highways and maps and information really about all the attractions throughout Arizona. And in addition to just going and hiking and exploring and seeing these, there's a lot of different classes that you can take. Uh, it was funny. I think it was Karshner Caverns. It made me laugh because there was a an astronomy class at the Cavern State Park. <laughs> yeah, but Karchner Cavern State Park is an international dark sky park. You you don't I mean everyone always talks about the caves and the caves are amazing. They turned 20 years or excuse me, as a state park they turned 20 years <laughs> yeah. old. They did not just turn 20, but they have so much going on above ground there. The the stars, they do star parties there all the time. They've got camping, they have cabins there too and they they opened a new trail last year there at the park in the Whetstone Mountains. So there's there's a lot to do above ground, and you can maybe stay a while and do both cave tours while you're there. And at stateparks.arizonaazstateparks.com, you can pick, find a park, and it'll give you a list of all the parks on the right-hand side. And then across the top row, you can select it by activity, whether you want to do, like you said, cabins or horse trails or you're Mountain looking biking. for the historical swimming, yep. biking. Yeah, we really, there's something to do at every, I mean, for any any kind of activity level. You know, even if you just want to go and, and sit and enjoy the cool weather and the scenery, get outside and kind of stroll around and see what there is at any of the parks. And you mentioned a lot of the parks you could hit on your way to Prescott, whether you were coming down from Flagstaff or up from Phoenix and Tucson. You could also go around through Wickenburg and come up Yarnell and hit one of the newest state parks. Yeah, the Granite Mountain Hotshots Memorial State Park opened in 2016. This is the right time of year to go on that trail because it's a really difficult trail. It's a, about a, a four to five hour if round trip. It's a commitment if you do it, but we have plaques all along the way honoring those Granite Mountain Hotshots. Shots. It's a really moving experience. You get up to the top and you can look down at the fatality site and just, just really spend some time contemplating what those guys went through. Well, we appreciate y'all's time with us this Saturday morning. Courthouse Parade starts at 1 o'clock. Uh, the lighting starts at 6, and you can sign up to register to win your Arizona Staycation uh, at ArizonaStaycation.com. We're actually on the 15th be drawing for, of all places, Phoenix. We figured a lot of times in the past we've sent them to the snow. We thought, you know what? 
for all of the people that listen to us up north that say, hey, we want to come down to the desert in the wintertime. We're going to draw for Phoenix. 